0: to SLP Happy Hour. We are a podcast for SLPs with big hearts who are looking for ways to improve the lives of ourselves and the humans we work with. This episode, we discuss habit change, realistic things we're trying to do to make our home and work lives happier and healthier. We also share specific how-tos so you can leave feeling confident about working with your clients. We are the How-To and Habit Change Podcast, and if you're a like-minded SLP, welcome. Let's learn together.
1: This episode, we talk about how to turn around your toughest SLP month, and you know we could have easily titled this segment, How to Deal with Overwhelm, or How to Keep Your Perspective in a Job. This segment will be really helpful for processing through any really hard times.
0: We also share what we do when we feel stretched too thin, and Sari shares a story about the one student she'll never forget, and what she learned this particular student that helped her become an even better SLP.
1: I'm Sari Wu, and to be honest, as we are recording this, I'm feeling a bit stretched too thin. So I'm excited to talk about these topics today.
0: And I'm Sarah Lockhart, and I certainly have had some moments of overwhelm lately, so I'm ready to dig in. I need to learn just as much as you do. So we do this podcast because these are things we need to learn. We'll share our experiences and tips as we learn along the way in hopes that it helps you too.
1: We wanted to take a quick moment to thank all of our sponsors for today's show. They made this episode happen.
0: That's right. And SLP Now is one of our sponsors. SLP Now provides you with tons of materials for your pediatric caseload at the click of a button with monthly memberships. You can find SLP Now at slpnow.com slash happy.
1: This episode is also sponsored by us. Visit our website to sign up for our current freebie, a step by step workbook to help you build your friendships this year. I know it's one of my goals this year.
0: And if you visit the website, slphappyhour.com, you'll see an option to sign up in the newsletter and get your workbook. And we'll include a direct link for the workbook in the show notes.
1: And now, on to the show. To start us off today, Sarah and I are going to get personal about surviving a tough SLP experience and what we did to get through it.
0: So I will start um, talking about my toughest SLP month. So in a previous episode, just to mention, I talked about one of my toughest SLP months, which was leaving my school job. Mm -hmm. So if you want some history, go ahead and listen to episode eight. It's called Changing SLP Settings and Work Transitions or episode five when self-care doesn't feel good. So I'll pick something else. So I would say the whole first year or two years of my private practice was really hard. So there were so many expenses, and I grew clients slowly but steadily. And I didn't have the core group of clients I have today. Um, so people would kind of fall off the map, and so as they would get off the schedule, I would get worried about, you know, not having enough income to pay myself or not paying my business expenses. So. It was just really, really tough to start up. I expected that time to be short-lived, but I'd say the first year was harder than the second. But the first two years were really tough. So I often wondered if it was even worth it because the pay was very little and I was working a lot of hours. Mm -hmm. So it turned around and I really enjoy it now that I have consistent income and consistent clients. But I would not want to do that over again. It was (laughs) stressful, long hours. um, And there just wasn't a lot of payout, literally. I wasn't making much money at the beginning.
1: I would definitely recommend that our listeners check out the episode where you share what it was like going through your first or through that big job transition in episode eight. It was a great conversation. I remember um, also when you started up your private practice. But what's interesting for me is hearing you say that it picked up very slowly because it seemed to pick up really quickly to me. But of course, I was an outsider at the time. I just remember thinking, wow, she has a waitlist already? Things picked up fast. Anyway, well, for me, of course, this is only my second year, but I can easily say that my first few months of my CF year were hard for me to get through. I had been reluctant to accept the position in my school district at the beginning I knew that it was to serve students with complex communication needs. And honestly, I felt like I would be doing them a disservice by taking the job because I had such little experience. And also part of me wanted to hold out for a job working with adults. um, And I'd been discouraged by fellow SLPs, which I'm sure some of of you can relate to from taking a school position. Um, So I was a little bit wary of the setting. Still, when it came to it, I met with the school district special education department a couple of times, and I just felt like it was a good fit. So when the fall came and it seemed like a lot of things just kind of fell into my lap all at once, I I hit um, that tough SLP month. I found out that I didn't have my own space or even my own desk. Then I didn't have a material budget. Um, Fortunately, I had a really good team who pulled together to help me through it, yourself included, Sarah. And this year, I know more, and things are much better, but I did panic. I did have that cry-in-the-bathroom moment, um, and I doubted whether or not I made the right decision.
0: Mm -hmm. We've all had that cry-in-the-bathroom moment. (laughs) So, and, you know, I was really concerned about you starting out as a CF with the caseload and the population, but you really made it work. So bravo to you. Well,
1: thank you. It was, it was tough there in the beginning. And, uh, so my, my CF year didn't start out too easy.
0: So that's a quick overview of our most difficult SLP months or for me, years. Um, and we're going to share some tips that have helped us get through those times and, also that have helped us at other challenging points of our careers and then we'll loop back Mm -hmm. with how those tough times ended up. So the end of the story is coming but first up we've got five tips for getting through your toughest SLP month and the first tip is about perspective. It's something we've gone through so here's what we've learned.
1: Okay so first tip is know that it's temporary. For me, that first year, it was a problem of discussing the problem with people who could help. I struggle with asking for help and sharing my struggles with other people. But I had a really great team who, when I did open up, they helped me problem solve and get what I needed. And ultimately, they helped my students to be more successful too.
0: Tip two, spend time outside of your profession to get some perspective, whether that's a day off, concert, some family time. So, When you have your toughest SLP month, that's when you need self-care and the support of other people even more. Even reading or consuming content like blogs or YouTube outside of the profession can really give you a break from being an SLP and give you some pretty awesome new ideas.
1: So tip number three is have a brain dump. Write it all down. Identifying the problem is the
0: first step. Step four, prioritize your brain dump. Figure out what's most important. If you can group tasks together, what you can ask for help with and what you need to let go or do later and ultimately know you won't get it all done.
1: And tip number five is to take action. One small step at a time and don't let yourself get overwhelmed. You are making progress.
0: Mm -hmm. Even when it doesn't feel like it, you are making progress. Now for the fun part, uh, what did we do with our toughest, SLP months and how did we turn it around here's what Sari did
1: for my toughest SLP month I opened up about my struggles like I said with uh, first off my CF mentor um, and then eventually to my school team and my family and to Sarah um, and everyone helped my CF mentor was retiring after that year and she shared her materials budget with me and let me things that she had in the meantime my family and friends offered encouragement and cheering up as needed My point here, though, is that opening up is hard for me, and I'm sure that a lot of you can relate to that. I tend to bottle things up until they kind of spill over, and it helped me to talk about it and share what I was worried about with others so they could help problem solve. And one of our focuses with season two is to talk about community, and I just have to say that my family, my friend, my SLP community, they are the reason I got through that tough SLP month.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And when you open up, you can connect with your SLP community, with your friend community, with your family. And it can be so tempting. I know it's what I've done many times to just put your head down and get the work done Mm -hmm. and not, you know, look up, look around and see that your community is there. Figure out who your community is and who can support you. And I still struggle mightily with that.
1: Exactly. Your community can support you. It's a part of our values this season, community and simplicity, as we've discussed. And you can have self-care within a community, and your community can be a big part of your self-care, whether it's problem solving or providing logistical support.
0: I love that. For my toughest SLP month, uh, how that worked out is I just needed to stick to it. I actually had a sticky note right next to my computer that said one step. Mm. I'd written it down. I still have that sticky note to this day. I laminated (laughs) it Um, because I needed to remember one step at a time, one foot ahead of the other. Uh, Don't try to do it all. Just do one thing and keep going. So how did it turn out? Um, Two and a half years later, which is now. I do have amazing clients. My clinic is full. Like Sari said, I have a waiting list and I'm able to pay myself, which is good, (laughs) um, and make an income. But boy, oh boy, it was not easy to get where I am now. Absolutely not. And to be honest, I'm still not totally sure if I'd do it over again because it was rough. You
1: are in it for the long haul and you've gotten results, Sarah. We have all had times in our SLP world where we felt stretched too thin and that sounds like one of yours. So whether you're an SLP student just getting started or a long-term SLP like Sarah, chances are that you felt stretched too thin too, at least in some point of your education or career. So up next, we'll share our tips on what to do when there's too much to do. We'll also share our top 10 goals for the year. But first up, a break.
0: Everyday Speech is sponsoring this episode. Everyday Speech provides a huge online library of social skills materials, including social skills videos, interactive web games, and hundreds of printable activity packets. Everyday Speech has materials for working on conversation skills, problem solving, self regulation, and even more skills that our kiddos work with on a daily basis. With a huge library of materials and new materials being added every month, there's something for everyone. The best part is all their materials are no prep. So you've got hundreds of instant lessons ready to go. All you have to do is press play with their advanced searching and filtering. All it takes is a couple of clicks to find the perfect material for your next session. You can get a no obligation 30 day free trial. So you can try it out and see if it's a fit. And listeners get 10% off their first year by visiting everydayspeech.com happy. That's everydayspeech.com happy for a 30-day free trial and 10% off your first year. Running your own practice has its share of challenges, and there never seems like there's enough time to get everything done that needs to be done. Administrative tasks are necessary, but so time-consuming. Imagine streamlining that admin work that can take up so much of your time every day. With Simple Practice, you can automate client reminders to help your clients avoid missing appointments, set up auto-pay, and easily file insurance claims. Perfect for pediatrics and adults, Simple Practice lets you access all of your information in one place, saving you time. Simple Practice is mobile-friendly and works with any laptop or tablet. The mobile app makes seeing clients and documenting sessions seamless and easy, and their secure client portal gives your clients the ability to complete intake forms, view invoices, and make payments completely paperless, saving them time. Haven't you been waiting for something like this long enough? Visit paperlessslp.com and get started today with a 30-day free trial and run your practice the simple way. Simple practice for SLPs. It's about time. we're back with what you should do when there's just way too much work to do
1: you know I've never had that happen oh of
0: course not you know (laughs) it's really hard to relate to isn't it
1: right I will just have to use my imagination
0: (laughs) so all kidding aside being overworked is something I'm gonna gonna go out on a limb there and say that every SLP has probably felt
1: or at least 99 percent Mm 99.9%. Overwork, burnout, and stress is a huge, huge issue in this profession, and it's our number one reason that we started this podcast to talk about topics like this.
0: Whether you're overworked, stretched too thin, or both, we're sharing tips for how to deal.
1: First up, we are encouraging you to ask for help here, not just from your friends and family for emotional or logistical support, but from your supervisor. Easier said than done but we are talking about how to do that today. Mm
0: -hmm. It's rough to be overworked, especially in the schools, because there isn't always a solution, but sometimes we just have to ask for support anyway. We might think we're not gonna get it or know we're not gonna get it. Um, We can't know, but we can be pretty darn sure sometimes that we aren't gonna get the support we need.
1: So let's say that you need to ask for support, but you are so overwhelmed you don't even know where to start or what to ask for. I know that's pretty common. So what do you do?
0: My hope is that we all as SLPs can clearly and kindly state our needs when it counts. Also, we can't ask for support for everything. In any work setting, but especially in the schools, you need to prioritize. Pick one need and pick one that can likely be solved.
1: Yes. So you may know you aren't going to get your caseload cut in half, but you may be able to talk about a paperwork day or a three-to-one model. That's just one example of identifying a problem. You don't have enough time for screening and evals and come up with some solutions.
0: Exactly. So first off is asking yourself, what's the biggest problem that needs to be solved? Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's the one that's most likely to get solved and to come up with a few proposed solutions.
1: The next part of this discussion is how we communicate to our supervisors and co-workers about this workload.
0: Yeah, so if you're approaching a supervisor, we, there are four steps that are really important. Number one, pick one thing you want to ask for. Don't overwhelm them with options. Number two, approach your supervisor with a few different solutions, ways to solve the problem, and ask for input moving forward. Number three, Back up your request by stating why. Use research or resources. You shouldn't feel like you're doing it to go on the defensive, but just provide some education and resources. Number four, be ready for your supervisor to say yes or no. What they say is up to them, and we can only control the asking part. And of course, this is never as easy as it
1: sounds as we go through the three steps. Excuse me, four steps. So I actually do need to ask for help at my work site, and I'm making a commitment here to try the four steps for real and report back. I think these types of conversations work best if you are basing what you're saying on data, which we're really good at anyway. Just complaining to your supervisor won't be productive for either your relationship with them or for changing your job for the better. For example, if you need extra support, whether that be an SLPA or a clerical assistant. Show your supervisor your therapy schedule. How much time you use evaluating students each week. Lesson planning, logging data, the number of meetings you attend, the amount of time it takes you to schedule these meetings and complete the required paperwork, how large your groups are, how many of them are mixed, Share the extra time totals that you have been working outside of your work hours. Share any travel time you've been spending going between buildings. Tracking data in this way will help them see the hard truth of what you're doing right now and that it is not manageable within your scheduled workday. Presenting the information in this manner will help them realize that you need the extra support. You can then either brainstorm ideas together or if you already have ideas, which is even better to share Um, Now would be the time to present them.
0: Mm -hmm. And we all need support at some time from Mm -hmm. family, friends, coworkers, and supervisors. We may not always get the support we need, but how do we know if we don't ask? It can be easy to build up these situations in our mind and uh, not go to our supervisors, but ultimately your job is just to ask. And what your supervisor chooses to do from there is up to them completely. Part of being gentle with yourself and advocating for yourself is also understanding when others need to say no or not right now. Speaking of workplace experiences, we had a listener suggest that we talk about one student we'll never forget. So today, Sari has a story at the ready for an example of how sometimes our most complex communicators can be full of wonderful surprises. You
1: know, it's funny. I always actually think that it's often the toughest students that are the ones that stick with you the longest. So I have a student, uh, I had a student last year with complex communication needs who at first refused to participate in all speech activities and would hide his head under the table when it was his turn. Um, Then I discovered that he likes Spider-Man. And I found the perfect stuffed Spider-Man at Goodwill and Spider-Man got him to start joining in. And little by little, he came around. But it was slow going. He would hit his communication boards with a fist, even though he could point. And he flat out refused to pick up any type of picture when we trialed pecs with him last year. Uh, but now, he's blown us all away. He loves coming to speech groups and even joins into the whole class lessons that I teach. He's verbalizing way more And I honestly feel a little emotional when I'm talking about it because I'm so proud of him. He takes his communication book with him between activities and he'll walk Claire across the room to get it and grab a picture and initiate requests with any adult nearby. And when he picks it up, he hands it to the other person and points to it, which is a huge change for him. So by the time this episode is released in February... I'm hoping that he'll start assembling longer sentences with this sentence strip. But for now, I'm just completely thrilled with his progress and more so because he made me work for it.
0: Yeah, I love this story uh, for two reasons. And one is to see the student growing as a communicator is just so beautiful. I truly believe The work we do to empower those who don't yet have a consistent method of communication, empowering them to access and use their voice is one of the most powerful things we can do as SLPs. Mm -hmm. And secondly, this story is just so beautiful because it just shows your own growth as a clinician. I think sometimes listeners forget that last year was your CF, so you're just getting started, Mm -hmm. and you're working with learners with complex communication needs. So I've been able to see you grow in both your skill and your confidence as a clinician and to be honest this story gets me a bit watery eyed about your (laughs) growth as well so these past few years have really been an amazing growth trajectory for you
1: thank you sarah and listeners may not know this but you have a heart of gold oh thank you (laughs) um you have been listening and supporting me and sending me encouraging audio texts along the way so thank you sarah Okay, so there's not a good transition for this, so I'll just get into it. Up next, we have a lazy lesson that'll help you wow the crowd, or rather your speech group, and is absolutely no prep. But first up, an ad
0: break. As SLPs, we know that... Reading research articles is time-consuming. One thing that's helped me is my membership to the Informed SLP. The Informed SLP is an advertiser on this podcast, but I pay for my own membership because it's so helpful. Let the Informed SLP help you by doing the research for you. They search all the top SLP journals every month looking for articles that are highly relevant to your daily practice and they provide you with plain language summaries of the most clinically applicable research. It's how smart SLPs do EBP. You can join by going to the informedslp.com and you'll get 50% off your first three months with the code SLPHAPPYHOUR. and we're back. And now it's time for an easy, simple, no-prep lesson that will wow the crowd. We share these and call them lazy lessons mainly to shake up the perfectionism we all feel as SLPs. I mean, we're hard-working SLPs, but it's still good to keep our lessons simple and streamlined. In fact, those types of lessons are much more effective than complex lessons or lessons with lots of toys and materials or even dare I say <gasps> Crafts, which is not my favorite. Uh, And I was up for the lazy lesson last time, so it's Sari's turn. And this episode, Sari has a lazy lesson that will help you teach prepositions. And Sari, I really built that up for you, didn't I?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and uh, it's a big build up for a really simple lesson. It involves one of our favorite things, bright sticky notes, that you just stick around the room and then you challenge your student to find them and follow them while they look. And after they find each one, have them tell you where they found it on the chair, under the table. It's super easy and very, very fun, and it gets the kids moving. Mm
0: -hmm. This is great because most of us already have sticky notes around. Most of us have learners who are learning those concept words and to follow concept directions. So it's a common goal, and it's a really easy way to target it. And it's kind of like hide and seek Mm -hmm. in a way, which is a favorite game of kids everywhere. So If you're listening, grab those sticky notes and start working on those prepositions.
1: And now we are getting a bit personal and behind the scenes. We are recording this episode right around the turn of the new year. And we've compiled a list of things that we are doing or that we want to do in 2019 in hopes that you'll be inspired to create a list of your own. And of course, we hope that you'll help keep us on track with our
0: goals. Oh, please. And uh, we wanted to share our 10 goals for the year. But then we realize we can only share one of ours this episode or else it'll be too long. So, Sari, do you want to go first? No
1: way. You are the color coding goal setter of the group and I want to hear yours first.
0: <laughs> okay. So, here's my 10. Um, and feel free to interject or add whenever okay. you want. But um, number one, figure out a system for consistent, streamlined income for the podcast. So, we're not spending our own money. Here, Um Number two, a June... SLP happy hour field trip to Phoenix, Arizona (laughs) to meet Sarah and Lisa from SLP toolkit and from beautiful speech life and Marisha from SLP now, uh, to both record episodes, but also to meet some really amazing, lovely humans in real life that I've been wanting to meet for a long time. So part of this season is increasing our community and we want to meet our SLP friends for real. So I don't know if we'll actually be able to do this, but it's something I really want to (laughs) do. It's happening. Okay. Number three, going through my pantry, which, does that sound ridiculous? No. Okay, I don't have the clean jean like Sari. I really wish I did. And my pantry is overloaded with just clearly lost jars that need to go somewhere, maybe goodwill, and it's hard to find things. So it's been a nagging but slight frustration for like two years. So this is the year. I'm going to do something about it already. Sari, do you want to come over and help me? (laughs) (laughs) I do love organizing, so maybe. (laughs) All right. Number four, figure out MailChimp. It's the host for our email list. And honestly, I really only understand the basics. And I know that I need to learn more, like how to do an email sequence and freebies and not have our address show twice at the bottom of every darn newsletter. So I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Um, There's just a big learning curve. So if there are any MailChimp experts out there, let me know. Number five, dye my hair? Question mark. <laughs> uh, I've been trying to hold off, but I'm not getting any younger. But I am getting smarter and more foxy every day, right? Damn right. <laughs> okay. Can I say that on the podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, no. In reality, I've been researching like hair print, which is a non-toxic dye. If anyone is interested, it covers gray, which you know I don't have any grays because I'm 20 years old, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I might not do that. I just need to make a decision. Um, Number six, read fiction. I've been reading tons of business books, which kind of get my mind going quickly and full of ideas. So I need to just like slow my roll and read some fiction, maybe all year. Maybe 2019 will be my year of fiction. Number seven, figure out my digestive issues, just like stomach aches and stuff. And I've been um, working with that a little bit. So I want to figure that out this year. Number eight, have a monthly dinner out with friends. And as things get busy, it's what I let drop first, but it's so important, especially since this year we're focusing on community. Mm -hmm. Number nine, spend less time on my phone, specifically social media for the podcast, um, by asking for help and minimizing what I do online. Number 10, get my evenings back. Don't bring work home or work too late.
1: (laughs) I think your list is so admirable, Sarah, and I will help you as much as I can along the way. I have always been someone uh, who reads more fiction pleasure for one thing. So if you need any recommendations, I'm your girl. Um, also one of the things you mentioned that I'm so excited about, and I don't think I commented on enough when you said it is our summer road trip to Arizona. We are definitely doing it. Yes. Um, oh, and we are going to share this experience with everyone who listens to the podcast and, um, We haven't finalized for sure, but we're thinking of doing it right after the school year, which is going to be a fun thing for me to look forward to when things get hectic at the end of the
0: year. I'm excited. So uh,
1: everyone, expect more on this plan to come as we get closer to the summer. And in the meantime, if this list inspired you to start one of your own, do it and post it somewhere that you'll see it daily to help you remember your goals and achieve them. Best of luck.
0: So there you have it. That's what we have for this episode of SLP Happy Hour. Remember, we all have some really tough SLP months, but remember those five steps for getting through them.
1: And consider bringing the data with you when you feel stretched too thin and need to communicate with your workplace or supervisor about it.
0: That's right. And our steps, our four steps for communicating with your supervisor were, first, pick one thing you want to ask for. Second, approach your supervisor with a few different ways to solve the problem and then ask for input moving forward. Third, back up your request by stating why is research or resources. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't feel like you're doing it to go on the defensive, but just provide some education and resources. And fourth, realize all you can do is ask and how that person responds is up to them. You have to be okay with a no before you go into it.
1: Also, I hope my story of the one student that I'll never forget and what I learned will remind you of that one student for you that you'll never forget, and we'll both feel gratitude together for those experiences, however hard they may have been. And if you need one no prep lesson this week, consider the sticky note prepositions. It's an effective lesson that will keep your students engaged without you spending all your time lesson planning.
0: We hope you found this episode helpful, informative, and that you learned something along the way. By sharing our experiences with each other, we can all become stronger members of the SLP community and more forgiving of ourselves. If you learned something new from
1: this episode, please share it with a friend. Make sure you are subscribed, and please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. We love podcast reviews and read every single one. If you do just one thing to support us, write us a review.
0: You can find out more about us at slphappyhour.com or on social media as SLP Happy Hour.
1: We hope this episode was a little slice of an SLP Happy Hour for you. We enjoyed recording it. Until next time, this has been SLP Happy Hour.